Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. I am Stuart Roberts and I'm really excited to introduce my new podcast, Hear Me, See Me. It's just over five years ago. I did something that changed my life. What it did, more than I could have ever realised, it helped me. I have met some absolutely amazing people, some of the people that work in some of these places. Many of them are volunteers, but some of them, it is their job. I'd had this idea after being inspired by a guy in America I'd seen cutting hair on the streets and seeing the difference it made to the guys who were there. This is more than a job. This is a calling. Right, here we are. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to grasp myself up. We're, yeah, we're, we're laughing because because we've had a great old chat and I only pressed the record button once instead of the required twice. So... Um, yeah. We've had a lovely chat for half now, but now we're going to start recording it. Yeah, that was like a practice. <laughs> Your face was classic. Oh. Anyway, I'm with the lovely <laughs> Lena Heady, <laughs> who recently, very generously, agreed to be our Haircuts for Homeless ambassador, um, which we're figuring out as we go along what that means, but um, yeah. just basically a friend of, of what we're trying to do. Support um, champion. Yes, our cheerleader. champion. Cheer, cheerleader. No, don't take me down that road. Um, <laughs> have you... <laughs> what, um, what sort of... Because I, I saw that you'd like to and that. What, what do you, drew, drew you to what we were doing? Um, I... Well, because we spoke about the guy in America, didn't we? Yeah, who, Mark Bustos. Yes, who I saw sort of short documentary years ago I think on him yeah. or, or sort of some piece in the mm. newspaper and then I saw you and your photographs and there was something in the pictures that I just loved there was a sort of authentic connection that you don't see that much of and I just thought that's what a major problem is in the world now is that there's a lack of authentic connection and just what touch and time can do for somebody who maybe feels forgotten and unseen um, and I just thought it was really powerful and I've always wanted to know what an ambassador does apart from me for her rushes <laughs> yeah oh yeah and the parties <laughs> yeah for the ambassador there will be someone <laughs> at some real. point yeah I'll make some Ferrero Rocher appear <laughs> This podcast is sponsored by Ferrero Rocher. No, it's not. Um, so, are you I mean, definitely recording? Yeah, I'm definitely. I promise you, it's. <laughs> <laughs> I promise you, we're recording. Um, look, I'm a. I cut air. <laughs> I cut air and love people. I'm not technical. Oh, that's we, nice. Cut air and love people. <laughs> but that's that's as far as we go. Um, yeah, I mean, as you said there. Um, it's having time for people that people haven't got time for. Yeah. Um, and the the whole idea of this podcast as well is that, you know, they say they feel invisible. I've been thanked for speaking to them. Um, 
and as I've said, where have we come to where someone has to thank you just to, for having a conversation? You've their resistance, yeah. 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 yeah, absolutely. It's fucking heartbreaking. But I mean, you see, I'm guilty of it out on the streets, walking around, being busy, going for, you know, being like, oh, I'm going to a meeting. But I do try to say hello, good day, and all, you know, because that's yeah. just a sort of human courtesy to mm. others. You do it to everybody else, you know what I mean? Uh, but as we said earlier it's, there's, we're really quick to judge people in circumstances that are difficult and uncomfortable for us to, to even discuss or enter into do you know what I mean it's like all your people all your hairdressers you've now got like you started with what was it just you who was just it? Just me. Just you, yeah. First session was just me. Amazing. And now you've got... Over 600. Yeah. Um, and counting. And, and we've got 65 projects now across the UK and Amazing. Ireland. And I bet some of the people were scared, you know, frightened ah. to first do. This is why I can't like let people run off at open projects for us. They have to be done and controlled. Um, because we have to make sure that they are in the right position to, to do the work. Yeah. Um, and but it's interesting, whenever I go to a launch, we have a coffee after. My first thing is, I bet that's not anywhere near as bad as you thought it was going to be. Yeah. Because you have the preconceived ideas, and we, and we always make things ten times worse in our <laughs> Yes. That is a brilliant gift. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that we all have. Yeah. 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 Um, and everyone loves doing it. I bet. You know. I bet. I bet people have cried. Oh, yeah, yeah. We cry. They cry. Everyone's crying. Yeah. Um, I mean, we've had a few. There's been a few. It's not been for them, for whatever reason. But it's a real minority. Most people um, love doing it. Um, unfortunately, it's something that I see getting worse and worse. Yeah. Um, it's ever growing. I mean, I've been doing this five years now. And I had little idea of it, you know. I'd been working sort of five to eight years previously to that with alcoholics and people with drug dependency because of my own um, recovery. Yeah. Um, and then I, I didn't. I knew very little about it myself until I got into it. And it's. Uh, and the more you get into the world of, of helping people that are homeless, and, and it's a it's a grey area because it's also people on the really on the poverty line. Some people are have got a home, but they are really, really struggling, you know. So it's um, it's not differentiating, like you know, it's trying to help as many people as you can yeah. who are in need. <clears throat> and um, you know, I find I found so I've learned so much in those years. And when you learn about other people, you sort of learn a bit about yourself. Um, it's the payback, isn't it? It's the yeah. payful payback. Yeah. Universal law. Yeah. You, you know, if you're in a position to give, why wouldn't you? Yeah. And that doesn't mean monetarily. You know. No, no. The, the, the biggest thing we've got is time. We've all got, we're all, you know, it's a great equaliser. We've all, no matter what our role in life, we've all got 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Yeah. But also, you know, you've said your army now, you've got of haircuts for homeless. Yeah. And that they all faced their fear. Yeah. They all turned up. Yeah. And did what they said they were going to do. 
Yeah. We were saying earlier about action. Yeah. And the talk is the talk, but turning up, showing up, and following through, and whether you're scared, you know, just thinking, fuck it, I just better try, I'm gonna try it. Yeah. Is impressive. I think, because fear holds so many people back. Yeah, it's massive, isn't it? Yeah. I think there's a fear of looking inadequate or looking stupid of someone telling you it's impossible, of someone saying, well, you're daft doing that. Yeah. Why? Why would you want to do that? Which I, people ask me as well about saying, why, why, what? And it's like, why not? I don't, the other, the other thing, the worst question is, why wouldn't you? Yeah. I can't answer why not. I can say why I wouldn't fucking do it. Yeah. Why I'd sit on my ass and not do it. So I don't want to get to 80 and go, oh, I didn't do well. <laughs> I didn't do well. Didn't do well, did I? <laughs> um, but I mean that in all, you know, in all elements, all parts of your life. Yeah. Working life, raising your kid, you know, you've got, you've got to jump into things. Yeah. Because then you can't say, I didn't have chance you can't blame anyone else. No. I think that's a, a big thing today. That Grab it by the fucking balls. <laughs> get on with it. Yeah. Yeah, oh, of course, because it, it's like people not taking responsibility. Uh, it's that's a, that's a real problem yeah, in the world. Yeah, it's a big thing now, isn't it? I yeah. find. Look at all our and... leaders. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Try and get straight out, answer out someone. <laughs> yeah. I know it's it's a funny and it and it all feels so simple when you're lying there at night and you're like if only like I had this big thought I was like what if we got you know you'd have to engineer it but if it was a global like rule that on Tuesday at 7 p.m. the whole world stopped right no matter what you what you were doing I mean this is ridiculous because no one is going to put down their weapons of war and stop but I was like what if the whole world on tubes in offices in hairdressers in wherever we are in the world stopped and you had to hug the person to your right but you have to put your heart on their heart and you've got to stand there for seven minutes and you I was like what if the whole world just did that I wonder if that would send a ripple of consciousness somewhere yeah where there isn't any or where we all think we're so different which is sort of fascinating to me so there is no there is no difference the circumstance and geography that's it I like that it's all there is yeah so being of service if your circumstance and geography is better than the other person why wouldn't you comes with the territory that's how I think yeah that's my small rant yeah <laughs> right accepted <laughs> it, the, I mean I think generally people do do the best they can with what they've got um, yeah absolutely you know, and, and sometimes it's it's hard for people to change um, it goes against that grain because people float but it, 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 you know, I, I know from someone's had to change like really drastically, 
and it's painful and it's scary. Yeah. But um, but you saved your life. The thing is, what you do, you you save it, you save a lot of people's life. You know, when you do something like that, the ripple effect. Because when you when you're in a downward spiral, you drag a lot of people down with you. They tend to break away and then float back. Yeah. And that's when you end up on your own. And they're the, some of the guys I get to meet who have got beyond that point. But the healing process is that as well. That as you heal and you resurface, yeah. and then people rejoin, that that's just the most amazing, beautiful thing of people like healing together. Yeah. You know, and I only know that just from my own family and circle of friends and, you know, the ones that stayed with me. And I've been ill will to the ones that didn't because I don't really blame them. Because when I was bad, I was very, you know, very, very bad. <laughs> I was a naughty boy. Yes. But I can't undo any of that stuff. All I could ever do is wake up and try and be the best person I could be now. And forgive it, right? You've got to forgive it's a yourself. Big, big part of it is forgiveness. Yeah. Forgiveness. Um, to err is human, to forgive is divine. Oh, say that again, say that again. To err is human, to forgive is divine. And, that, you know, that... That's an old cliche, but... You know, it, it is. It's that forgiveness. I mean, I, I've had to forgive some people sometimes but the oddest one was myself yeah but that is isn't it self, yeah. a bit of self love self forgiveness yeah everyone I think everyone's working on that on yeah. a daily basis yeah yeah and there again the great as, as I said the great equalising you know the great antidote is to just get out there and help people in whatever way you can because now that we've got this thing going I have people say uh, I wish I could cut hair and come and help you you know, I go, well, just come anyway. Yeah. You can talk to someone. You know, you can run our list. Like, I'm, you know, hopefully in the future you'll come. I am my coming. door, My doorman. Oh, your door <laughs> run bitch. Run the door, the door bitch, run the door. <laughs> Get the list. Although, you know, when I was a kid, I was desperate to be here. I mean, I still hold hairdressing ambition. Do I you? cut my daughter's hair, yeah. Um, and I go and buy the properties and I sit down, make a set did a great bob. I should have sent you pictures. Did you? Yes, I love it. Right. And I remember my parents going away and leaving us with the grandparents, which they did a lot when they worked. Yeah. And they were pretty strict, kind of working class northerners. Yeah. Grandpa was a big alcoholic, he used to brew his own beer in mass, can't bring it up on the bus in these two <laughs> white petrol cans. Right. And just sit in the house. And I came back from school and I went, I'm going to be a hairdresser, I was 14. And they went, what? And I was like, yeah, I've left school. Because yeah. mum and dad weren't there. And I was like, yeah, I've left school, I'm going to go. And I'd signed up to be an apprentice. And obviously my parents got back a week later and they were like, you fucking know what, you're going back to school. <laughs> but I still am like, there was something about it. I just always think it's like a social, you always make people feel great. Oh, yeah. That is the thing. Right? It's not, yeah. you're never going to get a, mm. Yeah. People always feel good and you get human touch. Yeah. You get to feel your best. And we, you're good yeah. at the chat. 
Well, we the, the thing was when I started doing this five years ago. Yeah. By then, I was thirty-five years in hairdressing. I had my own business, and I was disillusioned. You know, and I was a bit punch drunk from the high street, and you know, running staff and all these things. And that first day when I went to Romford mm-hmm. and cut those guys' hair, it was pure hairdressing. It's what I was drawn to the job as a kid. Yeah. Just making people look and feel better. How did you organise that? Like, your first homeless haircut? What was your... Pure accident. As I, I was going to do this, I was like mentoring, buddying with people with alcohol problems. Yeah. So to keep my sobriety, you have to keep it, you have to give it away. So I was doing this thing on a, on my day off, I'd go to Romford Salvation Army, chat to it, we'd have a little group discussion thing. Um, and I saw the Mark Bustos thing at probably about the same time as you did. Yeah. And saw the homeless guys coming at lunchtime. I thought, next week I'm gonna bring my scissors and do some haircuts. So it was a pure chance thing. But I loved it so much, pretty quickly, other places wanted me to go there. Yeah. Fellow hairdresser, we'll come and help, you know, and it just it blossomed from there. But that's that's so it did there was no organising, it's no it just happened. It, it just happened, you know, it just happened. Good stuff does just happen yeah. sometimes. Yeah. Because yeah. as we said, there wasn't a there was no ulterior motive of it being anything. Yeah. Which is and that's a lesson just for kids sense to you. now. Yeah. You know, uh-huh. like the kids, they say, well, you know, like I remember one, my daughter who's at uni now and she's in media studies. And But before she went down that road, she was saying, she, she out of all of them, she was quite one, um, she was quite one of how much you get paid for things. Yeah. You know, and she was like, well, if I do, I think she wanted to be a solicitor or something at some point and that. And she was going on like their annual salary, not like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, how much do they get? How much do they get? Yeah. But, She's now found, and she loves doing what she's doing, and it's uh, and and as you said, it's not measuring your success by your what yearly paycheck yeah. or your or your or your stuff. It's it's by your success, uh, your, your happiness. Yeah, happy with what you're that you doing. Feel that, like you say, it doesn't require thought. It's just something you love doing. Yeah, and you'll get. The universal law that I truly believe in. Yeah. It's about manifestation, you know, yeah. intention, serving others. It rewards you more than any monetary reward. If all yeah. those if you're set and true and authentic in those things. But it's hard to let the kids know that when they're like, Well, that was like <laughs> football, what does he get? Yeah. <clears throat> and there again, it's it's the sort of society rewarding people in a certain way to do a yeah. certain thing. You can see you can see why they're tempted and why they're drawn. Well, it's kid, isn't it? It's just shiny and yeah, like shiny big and, and blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. But then, like we said earlier, when you didn't record it, Stu, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was that thing of like, we don't teach our kids. Kids in school don't, there's not a lesson of, I think it's sort of coming in more and more, but maybe in countries that have, got their shit together a bit more yeah. educationally sort of moving forward you know progressing as our world is progressing like gra- understanding the big things that are happening yeah and that maybe understanding pythagoras won't be that necessary in three years i don't know 
No. I'm just so you know, I watch my son struggling, I'm like, but he's such a creative little being. Yeah. And he's got a beautiful brain on him that is yeah. curious and problem solving. He yeah. can't he couldn't do, you know, those things that, that are set in school don't make that much sense. I was going somewhere with this. <laughs> About our education system or just teaching children like the new way the world yeah. is going. Like we need some good leaders that know what they're doing that are passionate about saving us about finding solutions for the climate for the you know social crisis that we are i hate that word crisis but you know the way everything's shifting in the world and like you said you know you're seeing lots of refugees now more than you did before yeah definitely yeah and it's all part of the same thing isn't it if we don't If we don't refine our humanity and our connection and why we're really fucking here, what well, is kind of all bollocks? Yeah. Like we're being presented with all this stuff because we need to work it out and not ignore it. Ignoring it's just going to create bigger, more awful problems. So it's like deal head on. And a way of doing that, like you said, is the small things, is the giving and the listening and the time that you can give, even to people you pass on the street. I think those exchanges are really powerful if you acknowledge someone's existence that maybe gets ignored or overlooked or judged by someone. Well, the people who are going to bring about that change Mm. are, are children at the moment. Yeah. So we've got to be very careful. And we're still how we teach sort of them. upholding them to the Victorian yeah. sort of box, and it's like the but we don't yeah. we're not like that anymore. It's got to be more fluid and more compassionate and more embracing of what these kids are going to bring because they're really fucking amazing. Yeah. And by sort of stilting it all, you're kind of going no 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 you know you must learn that right now. Oh. And it's that suppression of creativity yes and that's got more and more hasn't it yeah. I think I remember sort of leaving school and, and then saying you know people are like well, they're cutting down drama they're, they're going to bring in computer rooms and all that stuff Yeah. but that expression where people don't you know it's that thing I said earlier about geography and circumstance the only thing that yeah. separates us we're the same thing yeah. and yet we think we're so different but it's like you have a kid who grows up on an estate, concrete estate in a city, and a kid who grows up kind of... They say your environment plays a big part in how you feel in later life, and also that express, being able to express, whether it's dance, music, acting, writing, poetry, art, you can't take that away, because that's what keeps us open and living, yeah. isn't it? And communicative. I heard a, um, a TED talk I've heard it. It's been around quite a long time. This one, Simon Sinisek, and he yeah. he talked about education, and it, it was that thing about education as it stands doesn't really work. Yeah. Um, and it's finding a new a new way uh, to educate and to bring about this this expression of creativity, and, you know, because it's suppressed so much. Because um, you need both sides of the brain. Yeah. To operate. And also, you know. not everybody's fucking brilliant at no. algebra. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but we need someone who is. Yeah, we need, to, and we've got <laughs> yeah. them. And we've got them. And they're being yeah, and they need to be nurtured, and they need to be yeah. But also, we need the other people who are gonna. You've got to think the ones risks. that are outside the box are really yeah. important to our future. Yeah, 
Yeah, definitely. Um, so you said, you, you said you said about <laughs> refugees because yeah. you know there's a good chance that that, that I don't, you know that that didn't get we, we spoke earlier it didn't get recorded so I want to ask you again about the flood yeah you know what might what made you make that film um, well I I have been an advocate for refugees which is one of the most probably along with homelessness like uncool things to talk about or mm. support or champion or keep saying fucking look at this mm. let's talk about this yeah um, and the, the flood script I read it and I just thought God, that's something I just I want to do as an actor it makes sense to me there's no money, it's going to be made by a bunch of sort of young filmmakers and mm. uh, a crew, which was great. And the script was just beautiful. Helen Kingston, who wrote the script, mm. is, a, is a wonderful young writer. And I just, li I just liked its humanness, and I liked that it wasn't shoving anything down any throats or being like, you should think this, or... Yeah. It didn't take it to the government level. It was like, this is what we've all got our shit and that's what connects us really and truly yeah and sometimes you don't see someone and then you see someone yeah and then when you see someone you can't unsee that person and then your curiosity is lit and your humanity is lit and it's like I need to now act on those feelings even if I'm fearful something's more important than fear at this point and it's going to be of more value to all of us in the end. And so I just, I like that message. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, and I obviously thought no one's ever going to buy it because it's, it's a film about, <laughs> you know, what's going on that no one wants to talk about and no one's got a solution to and yeah. it's endlessly, it's incendiary on all counts. But yeah. I'm really proud of that film. Oh, I, think. I it would was be. Great. I would be. It was, it was fancy, really moving. And for someone probably ten years ago, wouldn't have even been interested in it. Yeah. To someone now who, you know, I've cut, I've cut his hair. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know, like the lead man, I've, I, I've met him. And the lady, I've met them many times. Yeah. Cutting the hair and and the thing is, if anyone, you know, I've, Please go and find it and get and get to see it. Um, you know, there's a part in it where he's overwhelmed, and the mm. way they show that of the water, like God, I felt that. I really felt that was an amazing bit of filmmaking. Yeah, it was very it, clever. Really clever because it, it it I really felt like that, and, and, and I think anyone who who has and you and you played very you played one of my lot very well. <laughs> I was intrigued with that, uh, but yeah, I've had I've had the old water bottle vodka before. That's, yeah, uh, that used to be one of my tricks. Did it? I, yeah, <laughs> and the funny and the illusion that no one knows. No one knows. Yeah, oh, as if anyone knows. Yeah, right? like everyone fucking knows. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and just the fear of being caught out. Yeah. And the hardest thing doing that film was because Ivano, who plays. Um, 
can't remember his name in the film now. And Mandip, who plays the the woman in the film, refugee. Yeah. They were so they're so brilliant. They're such beautiful actors. Yeah. That I, that was the hardest thing. But was to sit and watch them do what they did as playing Wendy, who was kind of disconnected. Yeah. And I, the hardest thing was not to cry. Yeah. But to just kind of be like, mm-hmm. Because well, you was I mean, cold, were you? It was so hard to do. Yeah. Because they're both so beautiful in it. Yeah. Oh, they're amazing. Yeah. But that, I, that, I really, to, to, to be honest, I really was connected with your character as well because as an alcoholic, you yeah. know, like, that disconnection is something that happens when you, you, you sort of, you oh, end up yeah. as an alcoholic and you end up like, you know, and you do disconnect and you, you the hardest thing with recovery when you when you stop drinking is you start feeling yeah shit that's a scary experience that is you know because you've Feelings suppressed all these feelings tough. yeah and I had 30 years you know I, I was 14 when I drank my first drink 44 when I drank my last you were committed I was very fucking good at it you know but <laughs> but yeah that that's 30 years of blanking stuff out yeah. and when it does surface oh my god horrendous um, yeah you, you, you yeah you got that one down um, so you're going to come and join us yes I it. am I'm looking yeah. forward to it and you're going to meet the lovely Sonia yes at the mission what I need to talk about are you in this are you, have you done you don't want you are you done in London before Christmas now yeah, we don't, I've, I've got. Um, we're, we're working in. We're doing one at uh, West Ham Football Ground tomorrow afternoon. Right. They and missions coming. They're they're bringing. Um, uh, they're bringing people in on minibus, and we did it earlier this year. And I had a feeling it might be a bit of a photo call for the um, football players right. and stuff, or they might just come and have their photo and go. But fair play to them. They they hung around did for they? a good uh, about hour and a half or so. They had food, they'd got pie and mash, and the guy, the football players, was giving it out. Yeah. They had um, clothes, and we set up a haircutting station. They had manicures going on. Amazing. Yeah, and some alcohol advisory guys there. Yeah, it's an amazing thing. So I'm looking forward to that tomorrow, and that's pretty much it. What time is Mick, that? Uh, tomorrow is uh, 2 till 4. But, yeah. but then we'll, we're back in. Uh, like January 15th I think we're back in I know I'm leaving aren't I you're leaving on a jet plane aren't you my darling yeah yes <laughs> going to the opposite place the in opposite the world. <laughs> what's it like there uh, Disneyland no fuck no is it like Oz <laughs> it's like It's like seven months into a relationship. You know that thing where the glasses, the tinted glasses yeah. come off? It's like that going there. Right. You land and you see all the thing and then as soon as you're in it, you're like, ah, oh, no. Holy shit. Yeah. You've got to find your tribe there so you can survive mentally. I find it really hard mentally out there. I mean, I was talking about California. Yes, I was talking about <laughs> California. Just that people know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Very disconnected, I think. Yeah. Massive homeless problem. Massive. Then. Massive. Yeah. Sort of just goes on. Yeah. Spoken about. Uh, shout out to Sasha Brewer. Yeah. 
that set up the Kind Cut in LA. Great guy. He come and um, when he was setting up, he, he we we had a few conversations about how I couldn't really advise him too much because I'd done it in New York, and the legislation is so different there. Is it? Oh, it's hard. It's really hard to set up. But in the end, he he tried to do replicate what we do. There, I couldn't do it because they couldn't, you know, insurances and all of these things. Yeah. They couldn't just set it's up. Just hard, isn't it? So he had to do the opposite of what we do. He had to go out on the street and set up pop-ups on the street to do it. Um, and he's had a great success, and it's, it, it's um, they're really doing it. There. But the, the the scale of it out there is incredible. Yeah. You know, more so than here. But we've got our ones here as well. I mean, when I first set up in Dublin. I couldn't believe how bad it is in Dublin. Uh, probably not on the scale of LA, but definitely more than it is in London. And is it because in LA it's a lot of out of town people, I think, that come and think, you know, initially you think the land of. The land of milk and honey. Yeah. And then they get displaced. Then you get displaced. Money to go in, and then they can't get out. No. You know, um, I think. I think it was a different with with uh, in Dublin it was like the Irish economy collapsed didn't it really effectively when yes. they took on the euro and then it all sort of fell apart and then you had the property market crashed and then rents escalated so instead of seeing maybe the stereotype of the homeless guy you got homeless families yeah. homeless mums homeless children I tell you what happened once. I was speaking to a woman, and she said to me that they was put up in a hotel in Dublin. And my initial reaction was, "Oh, well, that's that's pretty good, you know." Mm. But when she explained to me, now this place is the Capuchin Day Centre, run by Brother Kevin, who's been running it since the '60s, a Capuchin monk. Now they, when I first got there, that there was 300 people come for breakfast. And honestly, my, my mind, my eyes was like, I started to see it in black and white. I thought I'd gone in like Dickensian times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like Oliver Twist. Uh, yeah, like, uh, yeah, like queuing down the street for food. Mm. And she explained to me that they got a room, her and the kids share a room, but they're not allowed to use any of the community space in the hotel. They've got a room. So also, they're not allowed to eat in there. So the kids are hungry. Stop it. And they can smell the food, but they're not allowed to go Why not to, not eat. to eat. It's just there it is there. They're only allocated a room, and then they have to go out and make their own way. So then she'd drag them across town to Brother Kevin, who would feed them. Um, and that was the realisation of my, my mind thinking, oh, that's quite... That's quite good. Mm, mm, mm. To like, I just saw these kids with their nose against the cake, the cake window. You know, like. I know it's like we're talking about that now. Like. Yeah, yeah now. It's. Yeah. And me and my sister were cutting hair in there. Once, and one of the volunteers he said, "I'll oh, just look out the window a minute." And this was after it had all been. Like, everyone was in, and then there was this other queue. And yeah. These all young mums, they're all queuing for nappies, baby goods because they couldn't afford nappies and things. Did you watch that Ken Loach film? It's about five, six years ago now. Um, oh, I Daniel don't... Blake. <sighs> Shit. It's one of my favourite... I mean, favourite films, just... I love him as a filmmaker, but my God. Yeah. That 
really brought it home. That's the other the thing, isn't it? Just the food banks now. Like, I think that everyone saw that film and pushed and donated, yeah. but it's an everyday necessity, isn't it, for people? Yeah. And it, it's just fucking mind-blowing. But they're all plasters. This is the problem. Like, yeah. We're no, putting plasters on open wounds. We need to heal the wounds. Yeah. Yeah. We need something. We need. We need something more. And it seems simple, like all these things seem so fucking simple. And I hate this, like, oh, we've not got the money, blah, 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 from, you know, up there. Mm. You fucking do. Yeah. Yeah, the money's there. The money's there to solve yeah. problems like these. Yeah. And to create space for people where they can be safe and warm. Look, I'm going around all over the country, like I say, 65 places. I can't think of any one of these places that's government or local council funded. Yeah. Like everywhere I go, it's Salvation Army, it's the run by Sikhs, by Muslims, by all, you know, but it's all community led yeah. and run and charity based and living on donations and like, so the society's problems are not being, they're not being solved by, it's been solved by the people. Yeah. It's the people helping people. People helping people. That's a wonderful thing. But it needs to be more than that. You can't, you know, because you can't. No, but it, <sighs> but, the, but that's, but we do have that. I mean, that we is We do a, have that. Thank God we have thank that. Thank God we have that. Yeah. But yeah, we need some fucking change from the powers yeah. that can. We do. But we can't, like, there again, I'm going again. I'm getting, you know. Because the thing is, you mustn't get disillusioned. You must no. always have hope. You must, yeah. Well, what's that thing? The the fatigue when people go, oh, I've got charity fatigue or whatever yeah. that is, and I fuck it. That's so. <laughs> um. You can cut that, Stu. Stu walked in. <laughs> Stu's just uh. Stu, Stu. Double Stu. checking. Yeah. That Stu Stu yeah. was recorded. <laughs> uh, yeah, that 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 we talked about that in the recording we didn't record about that thing <laughs> of lying there at night and going, I need to solve climate crisis, the refugee crisis, the homeless yeah. crisis, uh, the poverty crisis. Like you can get yourself into a hole where you actually then disable yourself from doing anything because yeah. you're then overwhelmed. And you feel wholly inadequate, and that's not a good place to be. So it's, and then I think people get the fatigue that you talk about, where then they shut down and don't mm. want to face it or do anything or do the smallest thing that they could. And I think that that is, that's like a, that's one less person in the universe pushing for change, yeah. which we can't have. No. Um, and that's how we have to protect ourselves. Yeah. Is to focus on. On this, yeah, get away from the what big you picture. can do, what you, do can, what you can do, do. yeah, Everyone can do something. and it makes a massive difference. Yeah, Everyone it's like people always say, oh, I can only give a pound, and it's like that is gonna yeah. change somebody's world. Yeah. So, fucking yay for yeah. that, yeah. yeah. We've got when people donate to a, to a haircuts for homeless, and I remember one time I had a PayPal donation come through for 50 pence, and it's like that old Bible story in it of the lady that gave two mites, and the yeah, the, you know, like, yeah. I just just imagine this person going to all well, the trouble. That's what I can do. Thing. 
for 50 pence, you know, like, and, and, but like, if everyone does that, you know, um, if everyone does just speak to someone. Yeah. I mean, it's not only homeless people, there's the elderly, there's yeah. the lonely, there's the... It's isolating this world. Isolated that, you know... But we all are, you know, I think all of us. Oh, yeah. It's connection is life. Yeah. Talking is like, you know, yeah. just looking in someone's eyes and going, oh, hello. Yeah. Like, right. They're magic. It's magic. <laughs> I always say that to my kids. I'm like, look in my eye, look in my eye. Stop yeah. looking. Like, look at me. Yeah. Before they're going to school every morning, look at me. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Be brilliant. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, just take yeah. that with you. Instead of going, oh, the key ring yeah, and the look, Lego yeah, and the... Yeah, just take a minute. Yeah. Because we try as a family, we try and... Um, I try and get us together on a Sunday. Mm-hmm. I mean, occasionally, I'm, if I'm travelling, I have to go like, on a Sunday. But if we, whenever we can, come together. And it's yeah. that family Sunday roast, you know, that meal of... But it's not about the food. It's about the, all being together and maybe we'll watch a movie after. Yeah. And, you know, like, it's that time time it comes back to time doesn't it time it's like having a little boy and you know like you can get him a a thousand pound football signed by David Beckham or you can get him a a two quid football and go to the park and play with him yeah you know and that's the thing that's going to be more valuable than the the thing that mustn't be touched and and that's what kids want that's all they want isn't it we were talking earlier about phones yeah and that thing where you go, I've just got, it's an important thing. And yeah. that makes your kid go, oh, I'm not important. Like, I mustn't be as important as that mm. phone or that moment. And I'm, I've been guilty. I haven't said those words, but I've been guilty of picking it up and going, one second, you know. Yeah. And then I'm like, shut up, Lean. Fucking put it down. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. It doesn't mean anything. That person's not going to explode if you don't reply. I like the thing when people go out to eat and they'll put their phones in the middle. Yes. yes. And the first one who, who picks their phone up has to pay the bill. Yes, that's a good <laughs> that's one. That's a good one, I like that. We tried a box for a while in the house, like putting everything in the... Yeah. It's funny, addicted to all that. <laughs> I've got to go, Hugh. You've got to go, right. Yes. There's no problem. We've, 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 we've done... Got a little bit, haven't three. we? We've done 45 minutes. Okay. Um, it's my fault we didn't. But then it, <laughs> what it means is we need to have a part two. Yeah. So what we do, we do a part two after you've come. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you've been to the mission. Yeah, lovely. When you've met the people. And we can maybe have another one after that about the reflection of, of you know, seeing the us all in action. And what, yeah. How it affected you as well. Because I guarantee it will. Oh, I know. I'm going to be in bits. Yeah. But, um, Lena, thank Shoot. you. <laughs> thank you. Just over five years ago, I did something that changed my life. What it did, more than I could have ever realised, it helped me. I have met some absolutely amazing people, some of the people that work in some of these places. Many of them are volunteers, but some of them, it is their job. This is more than a job, this is a calling. 